What's good, Faith Walkers? What is good? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. Hello, hello. So good to have you here. We have something exciting this week. Well, two things. Three things. I mean, one, it's a holiday weekend. Happy holidays to you and yours. Two, it is your last chance to get plugged into the God's Vibes Mastermind. Enrollment is closing, y'all. We're shutting it down. So get in there. If you believe that this is a set time, you've been looking for coaching, community, and a mastermind to help you get activated in your identity, in your purpose, in your creative capacity, in your influence. This is the mastermind, okay? It is three months long. You get weekly live coaching and so many bonuses. One of which people love is the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. It is bundled in there to you for free. That in and of itself is $2,000, just that bundle, okay? And you are getting it for free, meaning every training that we've done, and we do monthly challenges, monthly master classes, guest interviews, you get all of that for free. You get the past classes and the future ones, so you can be on live and get coaching during those. You also get the notes and ongoing support around that content. So, so good. All right. So get plugged into the mastermind. It's www.courageco.org to enroll. If you are already in CourageCo, it's under courses and programs, and you will see it when you actually click on courses and programs. And you can enroll either in a payment plan option or save 33% when you pay in full. The other exciting piece of news is, is we have a message, and I'm going to talk a little bit about it today. Coming forth through the form of a masterclass on Thursday, okay? So Thursday ends up being July 6th. Thursday, July 6th at 7 p.m. Central Time. We are having a masterclass, which you can get access to in the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle, okay? You can get access to this in the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. This is an experiential training. This is an anointed training. This particular training is going to be on you are your message. Okay. You are your message. This is about divine alignment and discovering your calling and your life message and making that plain. So we're not here to settle for a life that lacks purpose. The life that looks good on the outside, but feels horrible on the inside not a good life. That is not life at all, actually. So taking the first step towards building a fulfilling future and clarifying your calling is what you have an opportunity to do on this masterclass. And together, what we're going to do is unlock the extraordinary potential that is within you in a specific way. Okay. So during the masterclass, you're going to learn how to release anxiety and relax into a sense of certainty and freedom. Yes, it's possible. We're going to make the shift from fear to faith and reclaim your sense of power and show you how to do that. We're going to learn to flow in the spirit and cooperate fully with God in our God-given calling and see more clearly and live more purposefully. Okay, you're no longer going to feel stuck or unsure or unsure about your path. Instead, you're going to be empowered to pursue your passions and live a life aligned with your true calling. So don't let another day go by without discovering your purpose. Join us for this mini transformative journey and unlock the extraordinary potential that lies 
within you. It's very much time. (laughs) It is the time. It is a set time to step into the life that you're meant to live. And you are welcome. All are welcome. Again, this is in the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. Okay? So you can find that at courageco.www.courageco.com. Org. So excited to see you guys in there. All right. So we're going to talk about sharing your life message today. Okay. It says in 1 John 5.10, those who believe in the Son of God have the testimony of God in them. Amen. It also says in 1 Thessalonians 1.8, your lives are echoing the master's word. The news of your faith in God is out. We don't even have to say anything anymore. You're the message. Let's go. (laughs) These two verses let us know clearly that God has given you a life message to share. If you've ever been in doubt, we're squashing that right now. God has given you a life message to share. And when you become a believer, you also became God's messenger. God wants to speak to the whole world through you. Paul said, we speak the truth before God as messengers of God. I often teach, I do this in the 30 days of faith walking program and also in the God's Fives Mastermind. I teach and break down name meanings because it's so powerful when you know the meaning of your name. So for example, Juliana Page means youthful servant or joyful messenger. Hello. Right? Like if that doesn't speak to or reinforce what I'm on the planet to do, I don't know what does. And that keeps me accountable, right? Where's your joy at? Are you choosing it actively? What are you actually being a messenger of right now? Are you being childlike? Because unless you act like a child and become like a child, right? Unless you become like a child in your youthfulness, you can't enter the kingdom of God. Are you getting too serious? You're making this too complicated? Are you serving other people? Because God didn't come to be served. He came to serve. Where are you at in your service? See what I did there? You can do the same thing with your name. So you may feel like you don't have anything to share. I know that was true for me for a majority of my life, actually. But what I know for sure is that's the devil trying to keep you silent. I promise you that. You have a storehouse of experiences that God wants to use to bring others into his family. And the Bible says, those who believe in the Son of God had the testimony of God in them, right? Your life message actually has four parts to it. I don't think we've ever really heard this broken down. I know I haven't. So allow me to break this down for you. Four parts. Number one, your testimony. The story of how you began a relationship with God. God. So if you see, when I interview folks on the podcast, I am always asking about their God journey, their unique testimony. We all have one. And that encourages us in our journey. Two, your life lessons. The most important lessons God has taught you personally, right? God has helped you overcome things. He's helped you break through things. He's delivered you. He's prospered you. He's grown you up through unique experiences. None of us have the same lens of experience, and that is very much unique to you. Three, your godly passions. 
the issues God shaped you to care about most, right? When it comes down to it, we can really discover these by finding out or just inviting yourself to explore what really irks you. Like what vexes your spirit? What really grinds your gears, (laughs) gets you agitated? That's unique to you, right? The same things that irritate you are not the same things that irritate other people, right? What are the things that light you up, that you get super excited about, that you just flow in the flow of the Holy Spirit and could do it for hours without thinking about it? You know, another way to say that, perhaps in a worldly way, is what would you do if you didn't have to worry about getting paid, right? Because <laughs> a lot of times that's what hinders us. We go after getting money, which is not what we're designed to do, rather than going after the things that light us up. When you can flip it by deciding what would you do no matter what, because it's what you are passionate about doing, okay? These are how you can figure out and discover how God has uniquely designed you to care about things, right? I really, really care about people being equipped because I was not. I was not trained up in the way I should go and suffered a lot. Suffered a lot that could have been avoided, right? Had I had covering and training. So I am super passionate about that in a way that your average person is like, meh, I could care less, (laughs) right? Those are not my people. (laughs) I also really care about the heart. Because my heart has been deeply, deeply broken. And I never thought it could be put back together. But God. So I really care about what's happening inside people in a way that other people don't have patience for, don't have wisdom for, don't have the level of empathy and care for, right? Those are just some examples. But those are things that I'm uniquely wired to care about. And they they greatly serve in the work that I'm doing. And number four, the good news, the message of salvation, okay? So when we go back through your message, again, it has four parts. Number one, it has your testimony, the story of how you began your relationship with God. It has number two, your life lessons and the most important lessons that God has taught you over the course of your life thus far. Number three, it has your godly passions and the issues that God has really uniquely shaped you to care about the most. And number four, it includes the good news, the message of salvation. You are not a victim. You are not stuck in sin. You do not have to live in bondage another day of your life. That's good news. Okay. (laughs) So your message includes all of that. All right. And your life message includes your testimony. And your testimony is the story of how Christ has made a difference in your life. Peter tells us that we were chosen by God to do his work and speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you. This is the essence of being God's witness, simply sharing your personal experiences regarding the Lord. In a courtroom, a witness is expected to argue the case, prove the truth, or press for a verdict. That is the job of attorneys, right? Witnesses simply report what happened to them or what they saw. 
So Jesus said, you will be my witnesses, not you will be my attorney. (laughs) He wants you to share your story with other people. Sharing your story, your testimony, right? That's, That's the unique way we say it in faith, is an essential part of your mission on earth because it is unique. Nobody else can express it, only you. And there is no other story just like yours. So only you can share it. That's why I love coaching and teaching on story. I have a background in film production and journalism. Okay, so storytelling is my jam, but specifically helping people live their most courageous and impactful story because that requires so much more than we realize. And there's so many subtleties and intricacies to that that we are not aware of. So it's so, so helpful when you recognize that your life is now, (laughs) right? You are in your story now, right? And every scene, every shot, you have an opportunity to impact, to change, to transform, okay? So when you know the power of your story, you start living differently. And when you know you're the main character with a great director, you have a completely different life experience. You have a story worth telling and worth watching, right? So sharing your testimony is an essential part of your mission on earth because it's unique. There's no other story like yours. So only you can share it. And if you don't share it, it will be lost forever. There's the quote that says, there's no greater pain than an untold story living on the inside of you. You may not be a Bible scholar. I do not identify with that. Not many of us are. But you are the authority on your life. And it's hard to argue with personal experience. I love this, right? I believe in experiential education. I don't, I mean, I've definitely gone through years of formal education, but I believe in experiential education. There's some things that you don't learn unless you are experiencing them. Okay, but when we actually experience things with wisdom, (laughs) we don't have to live through the school of hard knocks, right? We can live from wisdom. So experiential education gives you so much more feedback. It teaches you to be out taking risks, faith walking every single day, that that is actually life, right? Life is never in your comfort zone. Okay, so it's really important to think about this. Your personal testimony is more effective than a sermon because unbelievers see pastors in a lot of cases as professional salesmen, but they see you as a satisfied customer. So they give you more credibility, right? When you can just share your personal experience with somebody without forcing them into something, or selling something, you're just sharing what happened to you, this is a beautiful way to witness to people and it's totally authentic. And I know in my own experience, this is what's changed me. I haven't been changed by people trying to like literally force something onto me, but helping me and encouraging me and giving me their perspective, right? One of the fastest way to learn is through other people's pain (laughs) and through their wisdom, right? They already went through the learning curve, so you don't have to. That's often sometimes why you pay people. They sacrifice much to get you that golden nugget, all right? And side note, (laughs) it is so important to invest in people that share God's word with you and teach you because a lot of times they are doing this by faith and for free. 
So you actually sowing into the places that feed you is super important. So never underestimate the power of doing that. It's biblical. Personal stories are also easier to relate to than principles. And people love to hear them. Like we as humans love storytelling. I remember really loving psychology and sociology in school. And that's what I feel I actually have studied and have been trained in. <laughs> but we are, we learn through stories. We grow through stories. We mature through stories. That's why there are so many stories in the Bible and Jesus used them to teach. They capture our attention and we remember them longer. Unbelievers would probably lose interest if you started quoting theologians, but they have a natural curiosity about experiences they've never had, right? There's so many spiritual seekers for this reason. They're curious spiritually. They're curious about this inward journey, about a relationship with God, and your story can serve them and bless them. Shared stories build a relational bridge that Jesus can walk across from your heart to theirs. It's sowing a seed, okay? Another value of your testimony is that it bypasses intellectual defenses. So let me say this in another way. Many people who won't accept the authority of the Bible will listen to a humble personal story. Many people who have experienced church hurt might not be able to hear ministers necessarily, or pastors, let's say, or churched, quote unquote, people, but they can listen to a humble personal story that's authentic. And that is why on six different occasions, Paul used his testimony to share the gospel instead of quoting scripture. People are not changed by showing them how much we know. They're not changed by Bible bashing. They are changed by personal stories and us being willing to share. The Bible says it this way, be ready at all times to answer anyone who asks you to explain the hope you have in you, but do it with gentleness and respect. The best way to quote, be ready, unquote, is to write out your testimony and then memorize the main points. Divide it into four parts, right? What my life was like before I met God. Okay. How I realized I needed God. How I committed my life to God and the difference God has made in my life. Okay. So I can give you an example of this. Some of you have heard this, but I was not brought up in a legacy of faith. I was raised Catholic. I did go to Catholic school. So I learned a lot of rules, a lot of religion. I didn't really understand the why behind a lot of these things. It was just like, do this or else. <laughs> Punishments awaits, right? Like you're a wicked sinner. Make sure you don't make it worse kind of a thing. Like you're doomed is sort of the vibe, okay, that I was groomed in. But I always also felt led spiritually. And I would have identified this as intuition, maybe like an inner knowing, right? But I didn't know to trust it. I learned to ignore that, to do things that were responsible <laughs> or that were good or that got you, you know, approval or praise. So I learned to start ignoring wisdom. And that got me in big trouble, okay? And I'd always sought spiritual 
counsel. So whether I was in undergrad, when I was in grad, I would seek out spiritual advisors. I would go to different churches by myself and just seek spiritual wisdom, okay? And I was seeking a lot. I did a yoga teacher training and became, you know, a, a yoga teacher because <laughs> I thought that's how you could manufacture peace, which is wild in hindsight. I went to many different church settings to listen to spiritual teachers and people that identify as that, okay? And I was seeking that wisdom because I inherently knew that what was happening in the unseen was more real than in the physical, in the scene, Okay, but I didn't really know how to articulate this. This isn't what people championed. I didn't see a whole lot of, you know, women mentors in this space. I didn't know how to really relate with God. I just knew that spiritually, that was always what I was drawn to. If I would go to a Barnes and Noble, I would sit on the floor and just like read these spiritual books. It was wild. Okay, so I always was moved by this. All right. Then there came a point in my life where I had been invited to church by a man that I was dating at the time, and I had discovered that this man was not healthy and that I was in a spiritual battle, let's say, psychological warfare, all sorts of things that was beyond what I could handle or even knew how to fight. And I was terrified because I didn't know how I ended up here. I felt exhausted because I felt like I kept starting over in my life. I was accomplishing a lot of great things, but I was tired, right? Like, why do I feel like I'm coming up short? Like, nothing really is fulfilling. It's not lasting. It's like it, it takes so much to in, invest in all this, and I don't feel better for it. I just feel tired. <laughs> so how am I, you know, in a relationship with an enemy, basically, not in a place in my life that I am happy about and I don't really have anything to show for my life after many years of trying. Like, what is that about? And I can't do this anymore. Like, something has to give and I'm still not healthy. Like, I'm not in a good place. Like, I know that I am sabotaging myself and I can't do this and I don't really have an excuse. Like, I have access to tools and resources and I'm resourceful and high achieving and I'm kind of like the make it happen person. So I don't get why my life story looks like this. Lord help. Okay. So I was sitting in a church and there was an opportunity to give your life to Christ. And I, I did. I turned my life over to God. And I just remember sitting. I was with this man. He had no clue what was happening. I started crying. And this was significant because I hadn't cried. I'm not kidding you for like 12 years of my life at this point literally not shed a single tear. I was shedding like a single tear. Okay. But I was crying and that had my attention. I'm like, whoa, like something already is shifting in my being that is beyond me because I can't even cry. Like I just can't. So this is crazy. And I didn't really understand what was happening. I remember in the church at that time, a lot of the messages were on grace and me loving the idea of not doing all of the heavy lifting in life anymore and not being alone and having a God that I could have relationship with that actually cared about me. Two other things that were highly motivated at the time, I wanted discernment so, so badly. I'm like, if I keep finding myself in these situations where I feel blindsided, there's a problem, and I am a common denominator in these in some kind of way, and I need discernment so I don't go into things because it's harder to, it's easier to not go into things than it 
than it is to get out of them, right? Like it's harder to get out of things. So I don't want to get into anything that I should never been in and then have to suffer to get out of it and then suffer to recover. I ain't got that time, kind of time, right? So I wanted discernment and I also was recognizing that I must not love myself well or know what real love is to be in a dynamic, in relationship dynamics like that and not feel like I have family, support, community, any of that around me. That's really a hard truth to sit in. And I also am aware that I don't know the author, right? Like I don't know the creator of love. So how could I know what love is? And what then am I actually doing? Like what what am I giving to people? I'm not actually being loving at all. Like I might be well-meaning, but I'm not being loving. Like that is really hard to sit in. So all that was going on in me, okay? So I knew, I knew that I needed God. And I said, God, I don't know if you're real. I don't know if this is gonna work. But at this point, I feel like I've tried everything that I can think of. I'm in a mess that I don't know how to get out of and I need help. God help, okay? One, my life was hard before God. Two, I realized I needed God, right? Three, I committed my life to God in a simple moment. It was not this like big epic, like heavens opened, you heard all the music. It was not like that at all. It was a very simple, but completely real and pure surrender that God responded to, right? And four, the difference Jesus, God has made in my life is that I am a completely different person, right? I used to be anxious. <laughs> I call that future tripping where you're constantly worried about the future. I used to be stuck in things of the past without knowing it. Subconsciously, I was tied to things. I used to be bogged down by different generational curses and not recognizing that I had authority in real ways to fight these things. I used to be a people pleaser, you know, a codependent, a high achiever, a perfectionist, miserable is, is the one word to actually say for all of that. I used to be really confused about who I was and insecure about who that was. I felt unworthy a majority of my life. I felt like nobody cared about me and that my life didn't mean anything, right? I don't feel any of those things anymore. None of them, right? Like I know who I am. I know what my authority is. I know what my power is. I know where my help comes from, <laughs> right? I know the call on my life. I know the purpose on my life. I know what I'm anointed to do, right? I am excited when I wake up, like I run with endurance. I'm probably working harder than I ever had, quite honestly, in my life, but I'm graced for it, fueled for it. I just move completely different. I literally am able to trust God in a way that I didn't even know that was possible, right? And I have a relationship with God, which is everything to me. Hello, right? I have loving relationships and family now, right? Not family of origin necessarily, but, you know, we can choose family. Beautiful. Okay, you see what I just did there? So you have many other testimonies besides your salvation story, but you have a story for every experience in which God has helped you. And you should make a full list of all the problems, circumstances, and crises that God has brought you through. I actually break this down in one of the master classes, like drawing out this whole timeline so that you can truly just see it and absorb that. And then you can be sensitive and use these stories that maybe an unbelieving friend or a discouraging 
or a discouraged friend would relate to best. And different situations call for different testimonies. And you will get to a place where this isn't like a calculated strategic thing. This is very real and organic. Like the Holy Spirit will just inspire you to share these. But part of getting to this place is being able to do the work. Okay? Your life message also includes your life lessons. So the second part of your life message is the truth that God has taught you from experiences with him. And these are lessons and insights that you have learned about God, relationships, problems, temptations, and other aspects of life. David prayed, God, teach me lessons for living so I can stay the course. Sadly, we never learn from a lot that happens to us and we keep having to go through a lot of pain because of that. And one of the Israelites, or of the Israelites, the Bible says over and over, God rescued them, but they never learned until finally their sins destroyed them. Yikes. You've probably met people like that. It's really hard and sad because it doesn't have to be the story. It doesn't have to be the journey, but they keep choosing it. They don't learn the lessons, right? And I think that's one of my drivers is that I've seen so many people like this, right? That could have been my life. Could have been my life. Because it's what I was around. It's what I saw. I, I saw we escape life. Life is too hard. Right? We escape in many things. We escape in drugs, alcohol. We escape in work. We escape in uh, relationships. We escape in addictions. We escape. That's what we do. This is how you do life. It's too hard otherwise. I didn't know God, though. Didn't know that was an option. Right? So many people are still suffering like that. And you can be a story that changes their life. So while it is wise to learn from experience, it is wiser to learn from the experiences of other people. So, so important. I can't tell you how many coaches, mentors, teachers, programs that I've invested in and and learned a lot of hard lessons through their life experience. We must learn from the lessons of one another. There isn't enough time to learn everything in life by trial and error. There's just not. The Bible says a warning given by an experienced person to someone willing to listen is more valuable than jewelry made of the finest gold. Are you recognizing the value that that is? Write down the major life lessons you've learned so that you can share them with other people. We should be grateful Solomon did this because it gave us the book of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, some of my favorites, right? Which are filled with practical lessons on living. Imagine how much needless frustration could be avoided if we learn from each other's lessons. Mature people develop the habit of extracting lessons from everyday experiences. And I urge you to make a list of your life lessons. You haven't really thought about them unless you've written them down. So here's a few questions to jog your memory and get you started. What has God taught me from failure? What has God taught me from a lack of money? What has God taught me from pain or sorrow or depression? What has God taught me through waiting? 
What has God taught me through illness? What has God taught me through disappointment? What have I learned from my family, my church, my relationships, my small group, and my critics, my haters? Your life message also includes sharing your godly passions. God is a passionate God. He passionately loves some things and passionately hates other things, right? Love what God loves, hate what God hates, sin, right? As you grow closer to him, he will give you a passion for something he cares about deeply so you can be a spokesman or woman for him in the world, It may be a passion about a problem, a purpose, a principle, or a group of people. Whatever it is, you will feel compelled to speak up about it and do what you can to make a difference. You cannot keep yourself from talking about what you care about most. Jesus said, a man's heart determines his speech. Two examples are David, who said, My zeal for God and his work burns hot within me. And Jeremiah, who said, your message burns in my heart and bones and I cannot keep silence. That's definitely what started happening for me when I gave my life to Christ, right? I started writing and I hated the thought of writing, but I could not stop, (laughs) right? And I started speaking and I started teaching and training and I was terrified to do all those things. I would have never chose any of those things for the record. God gives some people a godly passion to champion a cause. It's often a problem they personally experience, such as abuse, addiction, infertility, depression, a disease, or some other difficulty. And sometimes God gives people a passion to speak up for a group of others who can't speak for themselves. The unborn, the persecuted, the poor, the imprisoned, the mistreated, the disadvantaged, and those who are denied justice. Whew! I'm walking through that right now with somebody and it's, wow. (laughs) The Bible is filled with commands to defend the defenseless. God uses passionate people to further his kingdom. He may give you a godly passion for starting new churches, strengthening families, funding Bible translations, or training Christian leaders. You may be given a godly passion for reaching a particular group of people with the gospel, businessmen, teenagers, foreign exchange students, young mothers, or those with a particular hobby or sport. If you ask God, he will burden your heart for a specific country or ethnic group that desperately needs a strong believer as a witness. God gives us different passions so that everything he wants done in the world will get done. And you should not expect everyone else to be passionate about your passion. They just won't, right? They're not burning for the same thing. So instead, we must listen to and value each other's life message because nobody can say it all. Nobody. Never belittle someone else's godly passion. The Bible says it is fine to be zealous provided the purpose is good. And even in the prophetic, I teach and train the prophetic quite a bit, but even in the prophetic, right, we're, we're trained to value differences. Everyone has a unique expression and all of them are needed and necessary. Not anyone gets an entire word. We all get parts of it. Your life message includes the good news. What is the good news? The good news shows how God makes people right with himself. Amen. That it begins and ends with faith. 
right? For Christ was, for God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. This is the wonderful message he has given to us to tell others. The good news then is that when we trust God's grace to save us through what Jesus did, our sins are forgiven, we get a purpose for living, and we are promised a future home in heaven. There are hundreds of great books on how to share the good news, and there's so many that have helped me too, but all of the training in the world really can't motivate you to be a witness for God until you internalize different convictions that God will activate within you, okay? So this is really, really important. You have to learn to love lost people the way God does. God has never made a person he didn't love. Everybody matters to him. And when Jesus stretched his arms out wide on the cross, he was saying, I love you this much. The Bible says, for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all. Whenever you feel apathetic about your mission in the world, spend some time thinking about what Jesus did for you on the cross. We must care about unbelievers because God does. Love leaves no choice. The Bible says there's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out all fear. An example, a parent will run into a burning building to save a child because their love for that child is greater than their fear. If you've been afraid to share the good news with those around you, ask God to fill your heart with his love for them. The Bible says God does not want anyone to be lost, but he wants all people to change their hearts and lives. As long as you know one person who doesn't know Christ, you must keep praying for them, serving them in love, and sharing the good news. And as long as there is one person in your community who isn't in the family of God, you must keep reaching out. Right? You must keep reaching out. So, what are you willing to do so that other people you know will go to heaven? Share your story, invite them to a church, right? Take them a meal, pray for them. Your mission field is all around you. And you don't have to miss opportunities that God is giving you. The Bible says, make the most of your chances to tell others the good news. Be wise in all your contacts with them, right? Every contact that you have with somebody else can be a divine encounter. It really can. But are you viewing it that way? Is anyone going to be in heaven because of you? Will anyone in heaven be able to say to you, I want to thank you. I'm here because you cared enough to share the good news with me. Imagine the joy of greeting people in heaven whom you helped get there. The eternal salvation of a single soul is more important than anything else you will ever achieve in life. Only people are going to last forever. I know where I am today is because of prayers. People prayed for me. Strangers prayed for me. Really think about that. Spreading the good news is super important. And you only have a short time to share your life message and fulfill your mission. Are you being busy about that? That's what I want to invite you to think about today. And if you're not, you can get started. And your life will radically change when you do. All right? If you need a place to grow your faith, to become a faith walker, Courage Co. is the place to help you live your most courageous and impactful story. From weekly small groups that are held virtually on different days at different times, 
prayer calls every other Wednesday morning, monthly masterclasses and challenges and guest interviews in the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle, the God's Vibes Mastermind, and more to come. This is a space that you can be around people that are personally growing, developing, choosing courage, investing in spiritual maturity, and growing up so that they can fulfill the mission that they're here for. And you can be a part of that. All right. If you would like to plug in, you are invited. It's www.courageco.org. A reminder, this is your last opportunity to enroll in the God's Vibes Mastermind. It is shutting down, so get plugged in. Use this week to go through prep week before we officially start with the content on July 10th. And also join us on Thursday, July 6th for a You Are Your Message Masterclass. You're not going to want to miss it. It's in the Courage Co. Masterclass bundle. All right, everybody. Until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together, or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook, and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. 
If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.